Let's open our Bibles, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 and 16 today. Verse 15, we looked at this last week, or the week before, excuse me. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the peace that comes from God, he says, rule in your hearts. And, not, and that's not just some peaceful, easy feeling, quote unquote, but it's the peace of God. It's that letting God and the peace of God guide us to decide in our hearts and be the umpire. When, when things are all being pulled back and forth, we need to let the peace of God that's in our hearts, the peace that passes all understanding, that goes way, way, way deeper than feelings to be that umpire, to help make that decision as we pray. How do we get it? We pray. We pray till we have it. We pray when we know that God is guiding, God is putting it together, no matter how I feel even. I might feel good about a certain thing, but as we saw, the Word of God says, you know, there's a way that seems right to a man, but it ends where? In death. And so it doesn't necessarily think because it seems, this seems like the right way to go. We need the peace of God. Jesus, we saw, he said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. But verse 15 is also connected to verse 16, which we're going to look at today. Because that peace comes from and through the word of God. And, and the word of God is, in, is a part of it. It says, let the word of God, the word of Christ, dwell in you richly. As you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart to God. You see, they're connected. You don't just, it's not just about this peace that we have, and that's very important. It's definitely biblical, definitely true and right. But we also, thank God, we have the Word of God as well, the Word of Jesus Christ the, and, and all the teaching that comes, because the Word of God is really the final authority. He talks about the word of Christ here, but it really applies to all of God's word because Jesus, the Gospel of John tells us, is the Logos. He is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the word of God, the word of Jesus, the word of Christ, he says to let it, to let it dwell in you richly. The words of Jesus the Word of God is our final authority. Somebody has written a book called All the Three Sixteens of the Bible, and, and it's, you know, I haven't read it, but, but there are some that are very, very important, and, and this is, I think, one of them. We know John 3.16 is probably the most well-known and the most important verse, uh, most well-known in all the world, I'm sure. But Colossians 3.16 is just as important where he says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The word. It's a choice that we make with, with this book. You know, did you know that this book, that there have been men and women throughout history that have given their lives so that you and I could have this book? Men and women have given their lives so that we could have this book in front of us, so that, so that we could have our own copy of this book, so that we could have it in a language that we could actually read and understand. Men and women have served 
that that might take place. And, 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 and what does he say here? Let the word, let that word dwell in you richly. This is one of my favorite subjects, but yet it's the most challenging. The word of God. My, again, I love the Word of God, and I love all about it, but, but what he's saying here is let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's the most challenging for myself, and I think for all of us. What place does it have in our lives, this book, these words? What, what kind of a place does it have, God's Word in us? And, and again, it's not out of duty. It's not that we have to. It's not uh, uh, some kind of a legalistic thing. It's not... It's not like that else, but, but it's by choice to let the Word of God dwell in us. Let this Bible get into us, inside of us. Now, does that, maybe, does it still include some discipline? Now, it's not legalism, but there is some discipline involved in it. Why? Because the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, and you know what? I love God's Word, but I, sometimes I'm just lazy and I have to tell myself, no. I don't care. God's Word. I need God's Word. I need it every day. I need it night and day. I need God's Word in me. Warren Wiersbe said, The Word will transform our lives if we will but permit it to dwell in us richly. It will change us. It will transform us. It will turn our lives upside down, having this Word inside of us. Why is that? Because of what it says in Hebrews, a verse that we all know, we've heard, the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, and it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. It gets right inside of us and slices stuff up and, and shows us what's what. The thoughts and the attitudes of our hearts. This word dwell means to find habitation. I guess that makes sense, dwell. To find habitation, to be at home in us. That God's word is not like, oh, that's a foreign concept. No, it's at home. It's right in, inside of us. It's at home in us. Something about his words, it gets inside of us. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, I have hidden your word in my heart. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You see what I mean? We all love God's word, I think, but you see what I mean about it being challenging? Is that really like what's happening? That we're hiding his word day and night inside of us? Is that really what's going on in our lives? Let's be honest. He says here that, that the, the, the let it, letting the word of Christ dwell in us should be richly, and in other words, abundantly, or, or someone translated it copiously. And, and when someone is rich, they have a lot of, right? Money or whatever it is, rich. But he says here to be rich in the word, let it dwell in you richly, that you got a lot of it in you. I think it used to be that it was more that way. In, even in our society, in our country, it was more a part of us. That there's so many phrases in our, in our vocabulary that came right out of the Bible that now people don't even know it came from the Bible. But, but there's becoming this more biblical illiteracy, this, this uh, kind of a wandering away from it. And, and who's to blame? Well, I don't know. I can't 
say who, who to, who's to blame at that. It may be the church's fault. That the church has kind of gotten weak and, and anemic and kind of wandered. And, and, you know, we're more involved in lots of other things and programs and entertainment and lots of different things that, that are not uh, getting us into the Word of God. Interesting passage in the book of Amos. He says, The days are coming declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Men will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. A famine of, of the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, that it wouldn't get to that where there would be a famine. People would be looking for the word because, because we, we didn't want to hear it. And so God pulled it back. Seems to be what he's saying there. He said he would send a famine. A famine of hearing the words of the Lord. So he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How do we do that? You know, to be as practical as possible, I like, I'm, Kind of practical. I try to be practical. How do we do that? I've been thinking about that again. The challenge of, of, this, of this concept for you and for me. How do we actually bring that to pass? Anybody have any ideas? How do you do that? Anybody have any ideas? The Holy Spirit, yeah. Memorize, yeah. Meditate. A lot of different ways um, I, I made a little list here. Um, number one that I have on my list is personal reading. Personal reading. That's, that's me sitting down with God's Word and reading it. Simply reading it. Not doing, you know, not charting out a Bible study, not, you know, making an outline of it. And that's good. And those things are great too. But I mean, simply opening up and actually reading what it says. That's like step one. That's like if you can't do that, you're, you know, where, where are you going to do it? You can prepare Bible studies, but, but to have a devotional, simply reading it for yourself. Joshua, a verse in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, he says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Someone said that. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it, and then you will be prosperous and successful, where we've got this word. Jeremiah, the prophet, he said these words, When your words came, I ate them. There's a picture. He said, They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. Is that the, the way we look at this book? You know, again, it's very challenging, isn't it? For me, too. A few minutes a day, can we say, you know, I, I, I just want to partake for a few minutes a day. I just want to get, get something from God. I want to read His Word. I, you know, working at the, the uh, West Bay at the uh, chapel service I do on Fridays with the, uh, 
the middle school, that's fifth through eighth grade. And my, my, heart, my heart's desire is just to, to get them into God's Word and to encourage them to somehow be a part of God's Word. And, and to them personally, this is what I've been talking about for a long time, for them to personally find a few minutes a day. Whether that's at the end of the day or that's at the beginning of the day or, or in the middle of the day on your lunch break, whatever it is, can you find a few minutes a day? Can we find a few minutes a day to read Simply read God's Word. Find a version that we can understand and keep at it. Does it take a little bit of discipline? Yes, it does. Does it take a little bit of commitment? Yes, it does. But not out of legalism, but because of what God wants to do in us. This is one of His primary modes of working inside of us. We had a, a, a conference a couple years back with Lloyd Pulley from uh, Calvary Chapel in Old Bridge, New Jersey, and, and they've been hit very hard with uh, Hurricane Sandy. <clears throat> but when he spoke to us, you know, he was talking about uh, ministry, and, and we talk a lot about the practical things of ministry. But one of the, the things that he brought up, he said, you know what, I can do all that stuff. And he's got like 8,000, I don't know, 10,000, how many thousands of people there. But he said, you know what, I've got to have that time with just me and Jesus and his word. And he said these words, and, we, and I won't forget it. He says, that is non-negotiable. That is non-negotiable. That, 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 you know what, a lot of stuff come along, but this is non-negotiable, that, that it's me and Jesus. You know, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I read every day, uh, you know, and, and I've been working, you know, at it for a lot, a lot of years. There have been times when it wasn't every single day, but... Um, you know what, it's just something that gets in you. And sometimes, you know, it's not like you always read and you just read the Bible and you go, wow, man, and you just like get all excited and turned around and everything happens like that. That is actually the, for me personally, that's the exception. And the rule is that I just read and, and I just trust that God is going to work Something in that, those verses in my life, and he's going to store them up in me. What, that when the time comes for me to need those verses, and Jesus said, you know, he would help you to rem remember or, to, or bring to your remembrance those things that he said. Well, if you never read anything he said, you're not, there's nothing to bring back to your remembrance, right? Remember is something that was already there. However, I will say that those times when God, you know, you, you, if you have these experiences where the kind of the, the words just kind of jump off the page at you, if you if you didn't take the time to stop and read, you would not have those experiences. You don't know when they're going to happen, though usually what I find is the case, they happen when you're going through some kind of trial. When you're going through some kind of a, a dark time, some kind of a difficult situation. And, and so we should be saying, wow, you know, I, I want more bad situations to happen so that I can just, you know, hear God's voice speaking to me, to me through those words. Well, no, none of us want that. None of us really are excited about that, right? Unless you're some kind of, uh, what's the word? Yeah. So, number one, I spent a lot of uh, time on this because I think it's, it's, it's the number one thing. When you're not able to go to church somewhere, what are you going to do? When you're not able to, some of these other things that I'm going to mention here, when those things aren't available to you, what are you going to do? But if you have one of these, and every one of us here 
I believe, has our own Bible. Number two is church and fellowship, or just being part of the body where there's teaching. There's Bible studies. You've got a women's Bible study. You, you've got a, a men's Bible study. You've got a, a, youth, um, a youth group where they have Bible study. We have Bible, Bible teaching on Sunday morning and, and Wednesday night and, and all these different opportunities that we have to, to kind of just open up God's Word. And, and you know, if we ever... If we ever get to the place where, you know, we just get together on these nights and these mornings and these days and we never open up the book, go somewhere else where they do. That's what I want to tell you. Even if I'm still here, God forbid that I would, that I would uh, get to that where we wouldn't get time, where we just don't have time to get into the Bible. Well, let's cut everything else out, all the other fluff and stuff, and so we got to get into the book. Because we're never going to get it into us to, to dwell in us if we, never, if we never open it up. And so we have this time in our church. We have here in our area, we have anyways radio, right? Radio, Christian radio, we can listen to. 24 hours a day it's on. You can get CDs. I wrote down here tapes. I don't know why, because who listens to tapes anymore? <laughs> but... We just switched to t uh, CDs last week, I have to confess. No, it's been a little longer than that, but it wasn't very long ago. CDs. Number four, devotionals. How many of you like to read devotionals? How many know what I'm talking about when I say that? Devotionals basically is what it is, is where they break them up, you know, uh, uh, December, you know, December 30th today, and it's marked December 30th, and you read there a verse of Scripture and maybe some little um, kind of a devotional uh, thought that goes along with that. Those are great. And, uh, you know, I think, again, that's not to take the place of reading for yourself and, and maybe reading a chapter or half a chapter, or sometimes I read, you know, just a few verses, Not to take the place of that, but, but those are good too. That's just another opportunity where all of a sudden you read that and, and I don't know, sometimes I've read them and go, wow, this is like right where I'm at. Like this devotional is right where I'm at. Number five, uh, different books, you know, just reading. So many books available. Again, not to take the place of just reading the book. How about music? He talks about that in this verse here, how music can, is, a, is a very important way. We're going to talk about that in a couple minutes. But number seven, I put this down, any way you can. Get the word of God. Get the word of Christ in us. Any way you can. However, how, however works for you to, to pray and ask God to help us understand what we're reading you remember uh, the guy in the book of Acts, uh, the Ethiopian, who was reading this stuff and he hadn't got a clue what he was reading. And, and uh, who was it that came along, Peter uh, or uh, Philip? Philip came along and, and, and God used him to help him understand. And, and, and for us to have that, you know, I was talking to the kids at West Bay again uh, and I said to them, you know what? You're never going to understand all this completely and totally, but what is, you know, does that mean we should stop? Sometimes we get to the place where I don't understand that, and then we just stop reading. Well, don't just stop. I find that maybe you'll understand it next year or in five years or ten years down the road. It'll make more sense to you 
But, but God will use, and, and I think our sister's talking about today, you know, that God will speak to you right where you are in your understanding and help you understand what He wants you to understand right now. I was talking with someone the other day about, uh, about someone who took the post-it notes and they were all over everywhere they turned. There was a Bible verse on the post-it note everywhere. Someone said this, <clears throat> the, the words of the Bible, God's written word, are to dwell in believers. That is, by study, meditation, application of the world, word, it becomes a permanent, abiding part of one's life. Do you hear that? It becomes a permanent, abiding part of one's life. What did Jesus say? He said, you know, uh, if you hold to my teaching... And the King James Version says, if you abide in my word, if you abide, you live in, and, and it lives in you, what did he say? You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's what Jesus said. That this, this Bible, this word, as much as we can understand, and again, we, there's so much I don't understand. I've been reading it for 30, uh, 36 years. And, and there's so much I don't understand, but God, you know, God speaks through His Word. God builds us in us through His Word. And, and He helps me to understand. I, 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 you, know, it, you know, this idea of, well, I, I read the Bible, I'm all good now. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I read the Bible, and I'm all good. No, that's, you know, I read things now, and I go, wow, that, that makes sense. Now, and I never understood it before, and, and I, you know, would, would read something and go like, that doesn't, I can't, you know, I can't get my mind around that, and so I, I wouldn't stop, but keep going, keep moving on, and then all of a sudden it makes sense, like, oh, now I understand, as the Holy Spirit enables us to understand. I think we need, I think we do need to be, um, Somewhat systematic. And, and if you know what I mean by that, 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 that means that, uh, well, yeah, I read the Bible, and uh, every day I wake up, or, or at night before I'm going to go to bed, I, this is how I read the Bible. <laughs> and then tomorrow, <sighs> like, how, how are you ever going to read the Bible if that's, that's how you do it? Now, can God speak to you that way? Well, let's see. There hasn't been any shrine prostitute here, they said. What? We don't want to go there right now. <laughs> God can speak to you that way, and I think, you know, people, that has happened to people through the years at times, but, but for us to be in the Bible in a, in a systematic way, in a, in a kind of just continuous way, where you, where you read through, and I recommend starting in the New Testament, Start in the New Testament and just read through. Maybe a chapter a day, two chapters a day. Depends on you know, what you have uh, you know, time and, and what you can do in your life. I went through a number of years where I would you know, follow a little a deal that kind of helps you go through the whole Bible in one year. And I did that for a number of years. But now you know, I, I pretty much, I'm pretty much on like a three or four year plan. Every three to four years, I'll go through the whole Bible. 
And so I have, I'll just tell you the way I do it. You, you, you can do whatever you want to as long as you, as you kind of do it. I have a marker in the New Testament and I have a marker in the Old Testament. And, and uh, <clears throat> today um, I read in the Old Testament. Tomorrow I'm going to read in the New Testament. The next day I'm going to read back in the Old Testament. And so I rotate back and forth. A number of times when I said, you know, I just got to keep reading here in the New Testament. But I will still go back to the Old Testament and... And I rotate like that. And so, at, like I said, after every about three or four years, uh, I read through the whole Bible again. And then I go back to Genesis. And I go back to Matthew. And sometimes I'll read, you know, uh, a chapter or two chapters. Or sometimes I'll read just a tiny little paragraph. And that's like, uh, you know, I just, I just need to read that and think about what it's saying there. I also started... Uh, and, and this is kind of more difficult to do, but just reading one of the Proverbs every day. You know, there, you know sometimes, uh, you know, like there's 31 Proverbs, so you can read a whole proverb every day, and that's, that's a lot of verses to read. And, and so you've got to kind of work at, uh, you know, getting through that. And, and, uh, but again, that stuff gets in you. I want to have the wisdom from God's Word, and that stuff gets in you. The Proverbs are awesome. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. We're just about out of time. I, I'm going to have to finish with this thought and we'll get to the rest of it next time. But he, he, he says there, let the word of, of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish. As you teach and as you admonish one another with all wisdom. There's got to be teaching. And there's got to be teaching that's based upon the Bible. We can teach a lot of things, but we need to teach what the Bible says. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. We can admonish and encourage one another, but we need to be equipped. We need to be able to discern false teaching. Earlier in, in Colossians, look back to chapter 1, verse 28. It says here, we proclaim him admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. So this is two times in this letter that he talks about admonishing and teaching. It was very, very important, but here he's making it clear that, that our teaching it needs to be biblically based. So that we would grow up, the Bible talks about in Ephesians, so that we grow up. Let's turn to one, one more passage before we close. Second Timothy, a few books ahead, and we'll close with that. We'll get back to this next time. I'm just kind of rambling on because it's my favorite subject, but again, it's so challenging, and I want it to be practical, and it's, it's like one of the most important things about being a follower of Jesus Christ, about being in the Word, for yourself, together, both. You need both. But look what Paul says to Timothy, chapter 4, 2 Timothy. Pay attention to verse 1 because don't just skip over it because it, it makes what he says in verse 2 even stronger. He says, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and, in, and his kingdom, I give you this charge. 
That's kind of heavy, just that first verse there. It kind of tells me that what he's saying is radically important. He says, preach the word, verse 2. Preach the word. Be prepared in season, out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Preach the word, instruct, patiently, in season and out of season, even when you're not ready, preach the word, even when it doesn't always seem like you're prepared. But be prepared so that no matter when, again, if you've got nothing in you, you've got nothing to give. Correct, rebuke, and encourage. Verse 3, for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. And that word doctrine means teaching. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of uh, teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist and discharge all the duties of your ministry. He says, a time will come. I wonder sometimes if we're not in that time when men will not put up with sound doctrine, when they, there's no time to teach the Bible and we just have myths and we have stories and, and we, we just talk about what people want to hear. It's a temptation, I'll be honest with you, even for me, to teach just what I think you might like to hear because then you will respond, right? Because that's what you want to hear. But... He says, discharge all the duties of your ministry. And I think part of that is to preach the whole word. Preach the word, not just the word that you think people want to hear, but preach the whole word, you know, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. A lot of Calvary chapels, they've been through the whole Bible. I'm just, you know, I'm just not that fast, I have to say, especially when I'm stuck on a half a verse today. I'm not going to make it through the whole Bible, I don't think, in my lifetime. Someone else, maybe after me, will come and fill in all the gaps and finish the books that I never was able to get to, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying. Preach the Word. Again, what I said earlier, if, if, if this place becomes a place that the Word is not being taught and we're not opening up the book, go somewhere else. God forbid that that would ever happen here, but go somewhere where they are opening the book. And I, I tell you that as a as a person who, who you know, just wants each one of you to follow Jesus and to learn and grow and, and become all that, that God wants you to be, get into the book. Let the book get into you. Let's pray together, shall we?